to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. He is out. The Buckos win. That ball's in well to left center field. Back toward the track. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have Tyler. We have Jim. We have a win tonight, a dub. What's up, everyone? It's late. Tyler, wake up. Dude, we are so far past my bedtime. I'm surprised Tyler's here and that he appears to be sober. I am. And I've drank pretty much all day. Yeah, that's impressive. I haven't drank pretty much all day. I said I have drank pretty much all day. Oh, okay. Started with a couple at lunch and then just led into the night. And Cheers, boys. Cheers. Yes, yeah. Pirates win eight to two tonight. Come in the clutch, just looking good all around. That offense was there. It was there a good go. game, guys. And it's not even midnight yet. I thought he was going to talk about the pitching. No, not yet. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a great all around game. Um, the top three in the order just were excellent good. tonight. They were excellent. <laughs> There are three good baseball players, and then the rest of the lineup is dog shit. But there are three guys in that lineup that will make me tune in every night. But they I mean, really between, are. But, but in between them, let's see, eight for 12, <laughs> six runs scored, five runs batted in, and three walks. So the top three batters got on base 11 times today. Like, that's just ridiculous. That's that what for eight runs. Someone, yeah. That's Someone tweeted on the broadcast I saw about the, uh, mm-hmm. like, is there a better top three in baseball? And you really think about it, like, that's that's a really valid point. I know Cabrian Hayes was out for, like, most of the season, right? But, like, when you think about it, Reynolds right now is eighth in WRC+. Frazier is ranked 22nd. If Cabrian was qualified, he would be sitting there at 15th. Yeah, it's like we talked about this, like, a month ago when Hayes came mm-hmm. back. But it's not even as if it's like a <laughs> yeah a good like it's not a passable it's not like it's just a good top three no, like this could legit be the best top three in baseball at this point in time and we're talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates lineup they're Which probably is, yeah. second I would say second or third best to the Blue Jays I, I think maybe? number yeah, yeah, Semyon, Bichette, Guerrero. Yeah, I think that's 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 pretty so, tough to beat. That's, but that's pretty good. There's <laughs> the Dodgers um, top three. But I mean, I don't think the Dodgers are there. Dodgers with Mookie, no. Muncie, and Taylor. I mean, they're they're kind of right up there. The Reds are up there too with India, Winker, Castellanos. Who's the Padres top three in their lineup? I don't actually know who it's lead off for. Uh, Grisham, Cronenworth. Tatis, that's a pretty good one. Too. Yeah, yeah, but if you throw Machado in there, it's different. 
Here's my point to that. You guys hear the names you are saying. Oh, yeah. You guys yeah. understand the names that we're mentioning right now. And it is arguably right in there with those guys. This mm-hmm. this is your 2021 Pirates, which is the offense yeah. is terrible. The offense, well, I'm not going to say terrible, but I mean, it's <laughs> it's like a notch above terrible <laughs> as a unit. It's a very, very bad offense. And we're talking about the top three and arguing amongst the Tatises and the Vlad Juniors, you know, and, and the Mookie Betts of the lineups. Uh-huh. That really speaks and says something for these three. I know Adam French is playing out of his mind right now. Yeah. But holy and hell. Left, Adam Frazier against lefty. I know they talked about it a lot tonight, but man, he is just, he sees the ball so well. Yeah, I mean, Reynolds and Reynolds too. I mean, Reynolds mashed tonight. He's now him, Guerrero, and Winker are the only hitters in baseball with a 300, 400, 500 line. Right. So, I mean, like, it's it's insane what those top three guys are doing. And then the slumping key Brian Hayes, right? Um, two for four with a walk. He's got, you know, he, he's his his way to run creative plus is up there around 140. He's got on base 376, 486 slugging. Hayes is almost to that 300, 400, 500 even. There were a lot of cheapies in there today too, though. <laughs> he had one cheapie. But he also had some outs that were hit hard. Reynolds had a cheapy. Yeah, yeah, he did. But I mean, hey, it's oh, oh, yeah, it is. I mean, but I mean, Reynolds also hit one over the bullpen that was not cheap either. Correct. <laughs> I mean, when you're like Greg said, when you're hot, you're hot. Yeah. I mean, when you put the ball in play like that and put it in the ball, the ball in play hard for the most part, you're gonna get a few cheapies. This is what it is. They're hot right now. Yeah. They're all hot right now. So, I don't know. I mean, Reynolds, obviously, he's just been raking. He's so good. And I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Like, there's been a lot of people going to the Kutch trade right now. The tweets, calling people out. Tyler, calling people out. Tyler. <laughs> I ain't calling anybody out. <laughs> hey, you called yourself Listen, out. Listen, all I said was he was 23 in high A ball. I wasn't that interested in him. No, I get it. I absolutely get it. I did man, not trash oh, him. Man. Like so, everyone else. I guess I won't go too deep into Reynolds because we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and ugly, of course. Do we want to get right into mm-hmm. that segment right now? The one thing I do want to say about Reynolds real quick, I would, at this point, I just want to know, what do you think your fair market value is? And here's your check for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you want? So this kind of, this kind of goes in a little bit. We talked about in Starbucks, like, yeah. Fair market value isn't going to be what the trade would be if it, it happens. Like it would have to be a clear overpay. But what is no? Fair? I'm talking about extension. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, he's talking about extending him. What do you What do you think you're worth in the open market? Here, take it. God, Tyler. So there's a lot of nuances to that, though, because I mean, he's still he's still arbitration eligible for four more years. I don't so that's care. Going to limit his. That's the limit that limits his earning potential. Don't care. Um, Take it. What, what do you mean by that? What do you think you're, <laughs> like you're gonna, not going to pay? No, after, you're not going to pay Brian Reynolds twenty three million dollars next year when he would make four million in arbitration. That's just stupid. Okay, if you hit free agency right now, what are you worth? All right, here's a seven year deal worth that. Why would you do that? 
Uh, do you see him play? No, but like that, what I'm saying is he's not a free agent. Why would you pay him like a free agent when he's not a free agent? That's just being Have you stupid. seen him play? Yeah, I have. But do you know how baseball works? Yes, I do. And you're the one that wanted to give Andrew McCutcheon a lifetime contract. <laughs> after, after his arbitration years. I don't care. And it was after he was good. I mean, I, I may have missed it, Tyler. What was the amount that you said? I don't know. Whatever seven years, whatever he thinks his market value is. Oh. Have it. I mean, a seven-year I mean, deal his market makes value sense. right now. Yeah, I think a seven-year deal makes a lot of sense. But like, you don't give him one hundred forty million dollars. Yeah, one forty like, seems too much. Yeah, you give yeah, that, I don't think that's fair market value for him. But how is it not? Are Are you talking fair market? Like, if he were a free agent or free, like what? What does if he Brian think Reynolds, he's worth? If Brian Reynolds were a free agent right now at age twenty-six, he's getting like a ten-year, two hundred fifty million dollar deal. I think that's a little extreme. I think it's maybe, a little prisoner of the moment. The season, I mean, it might not yeah. be too extreme. I know. So yeah, he's but about, I, he's about to put up like a six-win season. That might be a little prisoner of the moment, but okay. So if we're just I, I don't care right now, here, just give him money. Seven years, hundred million. Sure, sell my money. But I also think it's. That's I mean, you think it's prob- probably still a little high, but I mean, if, if you're him, you're taking that deal. That's because that that still seems high. You got to think his four arbitration years. You're probably looking at a total of thirty million dollars. So, and then you figure three years of free agency 15. you're you're taking is it fifteen? You're already talking about yeah. ten years, two hundred fifty million. Well, is he a super two guy? Now he's a super two guy. Yeah. So. Okay, so we're at 15 a year even. That's 45, so that's 70. Uh, see, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think like a seven-year, $80 million deal, that's pretty fair. Yeah, sure. Take it. I don't Have know. It. Sign it, please. I don't know. Because I, mean, I feel like that's that's part of the – well, like the Brian Reynolds conundrum is if you're going to give me an extension, you better make it worthwhile because I'm going – I'm losing a lot of free agent years. I'm going in there late where I might not get that big contract. So it's like, that's why there's more incentive to like, you've got to pay 80 million, 80, $80 million is, is still a lot of money. Like, I get if it. If you sign an but... $80 million deal, like you don't have to do it. You're you and your, and your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. Okay. Listen, I don't, don't care about, <laughs> I don't need to hear the Acuna I mean... speech. All right. I don't need to hear what he, you know, he was told when we signed that contract because going to turn out big big l for him <laughs> yes but like if brian reynolds takes that i'm okay with it well yeah i'm okay with it but like he's going to be 30 Still. and like i feel like at age 30 going to free agency is a big difference in being age 33 going to free agency but there's you know? also and a that's... difference between already having made 80 million dollars like it's all guaranteed yeah I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, you're probably gonna have yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, 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 it's the like Brian Hayes thinks, effect. It's right? the like Brian Hayes yeah. effect. Yeah. You know, like it it's in it on... for them to extend them. So they have them here for a longer period of time. But you might have to, in theory, use the word. We have to overpay to keep them because he wants to hit free agency. He wants to get that big ass contract. The eighty millions, okay, to 
to start quoting uh, Justin Timberlake in social media, right? A million's not cool. You know what's cool? A billion, right? Like 80 million's nice, but you know what's cooler? A hundred million, 120 million. I mean, if you hit free agency at 30, you have the potential of having a five-year, four-year, five-year deal. You could get a four-year, $100 million deal, five-year, $100 million deal at that point in time. You can, but I think those contracts are starting to fall off. They're just, I don't know. Call call the San Francisco Giants. They'll they'll sign you. (laughs) I'm I'm with with Tyler. I mean, the way baseball has changed, man. They're starting to fall off. And like the fact that you could already just like say, all right, you know what? I've got $80 million coming to me. That's, again, it all depends on how he thinks, right? It's, it it takes two to tango. I mean, he has to be open and willing to do this. I feel like that's pretty, I think seven years, $80 million is pretty fair on both sides. You know, that, that's a lot of money. That'd be the largest contract I think any pirates ever signed. Um, well, and both and yes. annual value and probably total. Yeah. And again, like $80 million. Yeah. I know you went maybe to capitalize and, and you could hit free agency early and you could get like a hundred million, but what if you don't like, what if, there's a lot of what is here and and the 80 million would be pretty tough to just pass especially when you're talking about a super two guy that we're going four arbitration years it's but you also got to look at meet the middle i mean 790 but then you also got to throw in the new cba like there's a lot of things that could happen true i mean that's the season next year that's the agent's job to figure out so true Start a sidetrack. I don't. Bucko Mike just keeps messaging, saying there's a special. Wait, wait, <laughs> hold, hold up, hold up. I don't, I don't know what Bucko Mike's doing. Oh my god, Bucko Mike just what? left the message on our number. Big <laughs> <laughs> guy. I wish, oh man, you should you should give me a heads up, Bunko Mike. I would have had this connected somehow, and we would have played it on the show. Just throw it on speaker. <laughs> Bunko Mike making his NS9 live appearance. Uh, not real. This doesn't count, Bunko Mike. You got to get on the show. Anyways, back to Reynolds. <laughs> Tyler, I think you were speaking. No, I was just apologizing for taking us off on a tangent about Reynolds again. Gotcha. For probably the eighth week in a row that we've done this. Oh, there's going to be 18 more weeks left of this. Until we hit the off yeah. season and we're talking about no baseball in 2022. Well, I mean, we get, listen, in like, what, two weeks? It's just going to be draft. Who cares? That's a good point. And then it's going to be trade. So. Good that will reel back in the rental stock. Do we want to get into the uh, the good, bad, the ugly then? Works for me. Let's do it. Tie for the good. The bad. Right. The ugly. All right. I don't know who who wants to start tonight. You know what? I'll just jump. Uh, I'll just jump off yeah, the bat here because we all know. If you know me, you know I mean, what my good is. Over there. You know? Like, this is easy. 
anybody that knows me know what my good should be. The part the Pittsburgh Pirates won two games against a Cleveland team, which means they won a series against a Cleveland team. The one city that I say, if I die in a nuclear bomb because it hits Cleveland, it's okay with me. So anytime you beat Cleveland, I'm cool with it. And it should have been a sweep if, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> That's any that's just the easiest good of all time. I knew that on Saturday night. Yeah, I don't hate that. I mean, it was a Cleveland team. It's the AL Central, which is terrible, but still, it's a Cleveland team. We know how much you hate Cleveland. Pirates did their thing, showed them up. Watching all their stupid fucking fans whine on Twitter and on Facebook. Oh, it brought me so much joy. Oh, well, all of our pitchers are out. Yeah, well, our team's dog shit. <laughs> You got beat by a bunch of guys that nobody knows. Right, right. I had it. My cousin sat here earlier and called Kai Tom to Bay Kai or something like that. Nobody knows who the hell's on this team. I mean, it sounds about right. What about you, Jim? What's your good? Um, I saw a tweet this morning. Um, someone, someone put out the... Uh, a list of minor leaguers age 20 and under who uh, are, are hitting really well, right? Uh, so we ranked them by weighted runs created plus 20 and under in the minor leagues. There are three Pittsburgh Pirates in the top 20 in all of minor league baseball for 20-year-olds 20 20 and younger in weighted runs created plus. So number 20, Jason Bowen, who's someone who I believe we have never spoken his name on this entire show. It was Never a heard the name. round pick in 2019. Um, number 20 in minor league baseball and in, uh, in weighted runs created plus for 20 year olds. So um, that's kind of interesting. Uh, we'll have to just kind of keep an eye on him, see if that's like a real thing. But uh, he's on there. Number 18. Number 18 is Hudson Head, or is what uh, you guys like to call him sometimes, Hunter Head. Um, but it, it <laughs> Hudson <may>. Head said. <laughs> Hudson Hudson had sitting at a 131 weighted runs created plus for the Bradenton Marauders, 20 years old. He's got a 22% walk rate, 22% walk rate. Um, How about that OBP K rate? Four, the K rate, let's not talk about that okay. right now. All right, let's not. 409, 40, we're talking about good here, Donardo. <laughs> 409 on base percentage. Again, 18 best hitter in minor league baseball when it comes to players under the age of 20 and then coming in at 15th on the list the other 2019 first round pick not quinn priester uh but uh sammy siani sammy siani again great walk rate 20.4 percent lower strikeout rate than head 22 percent 389 on base percentage 464 slugging he's got a 132 weighted runs created plus for the marauders so Couple young guys who are uh, who are doing pretty well um, compared to their peers. Nice to see, especially Head and, and Siani. I think those were two guys that you know we we kind of had an eye on this year, mm -hmm. see how they were going to do, and they are doing well. For sure. By the way, Ethan somehow with the memory, Ethan pulls out here and says, "When we," which I remember that show. He goes, "When you did the show drafting football players for the Pirates, Bowen was mentioned." So. 
There okay. was a mention, right. and shout out to Ethan for remembering that. That is that's a huge that's a that's a big memory there. Must not have paid any attention to that. Ethan can remember when Jace Bowen was mentioned, but he doesn't know how to post pictures the right way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think Buckle Mike's call me again. Stop it. <laughs> we'll have a call in show later for you. All right. So my good, which first off, I want to be a little obscure here because I just assumed like the Frazier, the Reynolds were so easy. Like, when are you going to pick them? But I got to just say this, like, I got to go with my guy. Chad cool is my good. Chad cool comes back from the IL. Didn't look too pretty coming back, but Chad cool has been doing something guys. Chad cool has been nixing the sinker. Now, not all together. It's still in there a little bit. But he's throwing the four-seamer now, and he's throwing it much more. Tonight, he threw it 27 times. He threw a slider 46 times. The start before, he started throwing his uh, four-seamer much much more. So in his last two starts, while throwing the four-seamer, 12 innings, which, by the way, guys, that means he went six innings, back-to-back starts, right? There's a pirate starter who went six innings twice in a row. And it was Chad Cole. And he's only given up two earned runs in those two starts as well. Something to look out for. Now, I'm not deeming Chad Cole good, Chad Cole ace, because I've already written off Chad Cole. He's pissed me off too much earlier this year. But now, with him incorporating the four-seamer, which is something I've been asking for since the offseason, in spring training, as Jim pointed out, I was too afraid to ask Mackie about, why do you keep throwing that sinker? Now he's finally throwing the four-seamer, and we're getting results. So something to keep an eye out for. The sad I'm part excited. is the four seamers like probably the worst of his career too, velocity wise. Well, it's Imagine if he would have thrown it years ago. I, I mean, did <laughs> my God, I know he was complaining about the balls in Milwaukee, right? But like if there's a yeah. guy that you are afraid of right now, it is absolutely Chad Cool because you were afraid of him beforehand, and now he's complaining about balls and it. He looks it could better. Go anywhere. The control looks better now than it did before. But holy hell, do some balls escape him? Nolan Arenado shit his pants a couple times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's yeah, probably I mean, slowed his, him down I in think, the field tonight. I think he, he threw the ball at the backstop three times today. I do I do believe that was about that. That's right. correct. He was like Duke Lelouch. But you're right, and as point out the chat, Andrew pointed out the chat, like he he has looked a lot better. He has been like, um, as far as walks, I know tonight he let one go to full count, let, let one get away. He was really pissed at three walks tonight, and I believe it was two walks or one walk the the time before. Um, oh, I have the game log here. Okay, yeah, it was one walk the last game against Cleveland. So like he has, he's looked better now. Again, he's had some balls that have really slipped out of his hand. And I guess maybe I just blame on lack of substance for Chad Cole. Uh, but he has looked like a much better pitcher right now. So I'm excited. Yeah. He, he, he pitched he great looked, tonight. He looks like a capable reliever. I'll take that. Right <laughs> now, I will take that. I'd just throw him in the bullpen right now and try to get some trade value out of him. All right, Tyler, what's your, uh, what's your bad? My bad. Right now, it's got to be Colin Moran. 
they went over it in the game and tonight not included i think he's hitting 188 in the month of june pretty much since he got back from injury i think it's 54 some crazy wrc plus and before this game i believe he was at a, like a 109 wrc plus on a season that's how bad he's been mm-hmm. which basically takes him back to being colin moran the same one we've seen forever and it just brings me to the point of how many times do we have to watch the Pirates be in the bottom third of the of Major League Baseball in first base play? There are so many guys out there that can just hit baseballs and be worth like one or two war. And the Pirates just seem to always have a guy that's like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.7. And Colin Moran is just another example of it. And in Jim's defense, I know he talked a lot earlier about his approach, and they talked about it at the game. He doesn't look like he's on time at all, which might have to do with a lot of the time off, but he has no pop right now. He's never on time, and it's hard to really get behind him when he's basically back to what he's always been. Yeah, he's been bad. Yeah, no, he's been bad. Um especially since he's coming back from that injury. So I, I, you want to hope that that's what's causing him to be off, right? Because he, he started off the year looking so good, um, but then getting hurt, coming back, getting hurt, coming back. Yeah, he kind of has lost that rhythm that he had at the beginning of the year. And right now, yeah, he is not looking like a good option for first base. <laughs> and there's really no other way to put it. He is uh, – he's – well below average you know, when it comes to first baseman. And like you said, that's the one position on the field where you know you should be able to easily find somebody who can who can hit at least 20% better than league average, you know, just by just by putting him out there. Yeah. Like you just pick your worst fielder that can hit. You have to have one in the minors that you can find. And somehow the pirates have I don't even know the last time they've really done it other than Josh Bell for one year. For that two months. Basically, yeah. Maybe Adam LaRoche. And what was he worth, like 0.7 war? It's been a while. Yeah, man. Like, I don't have much to add there. Yeah, I guess. Garrett Jones, Jones, maybe. I don't have much to add there. It's like, I want to do the same thing. Like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he, right, he came back from the injury, which was a pretty lengthy time off and, like, got injured almost right away. You know, like he, it, it's never like he's, he's never really got back into that rhythm, but at the same time, it's not as if he has like this history of being good, you know, like you go off history, like this has been Colin Moran. So I guess just, I still just want to be patient with him and just find out more information. You know, I'm not running him off yet, but to your point, Tyler, like, yes, this has always been the pirates, like the easiest position to find offense in. Like you can find a good offensive first baseman for very, very, very cheap. And the Pirates just seem to never have it, ever. <laughs> so I don't know. Then you got then you got like the Rays that have these dudes that show up, mash thirty homers, put up on our thirty, and then they just DFA them. They just DFA them. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, hey, you're not worth seven million. Yeah, Goodbye. Yeah. Next. Right, because we can get one for four point seven million instead. Right, We're gonna save right. that one point three and never lose a beat. I mean, how they DFA yeah, Corey crazy. Dickerson. Yeah. 
No, and I think we're getting to the point now where we just have to accept that this is maybe who Colin Moran is. I mean, he's 28 years old now. No. He still has yet, he still has yet to put up a season where he's been uh, an above one win player. He has not put up a single one win season in his career. <clears throat> and he's 28. It's a shame because I have his jersey. <laughs> why? <laughs> That's just why. Because I like, thought it would be funny. Never at any point was I like, I need a Colin Moran jersey. <laughs> because everyone was whining about the Garrett Cole trade, and I just got annoyed. And also, I want to call Moran out of the draft. Little did I know his bat speed is dog shit. Well, it's overall. Although he did beat it, he did beat the double play today. So I was gonna say his overall speed is dog shit too. But I mean, he's got some wheels on him. Apparently, we need to look and we need to look and see because that was one of my over unders for Tyler was Colin Moran sprints. Sprint. speed, yeah. We gotta do that soon. Halfway the season will yeah. be coming up soon. Yeah. We have to revisit those. We gotta we gotta see where we're at with them. All right, Jim. What's your bad? Um, I had it here. Oh, my bad is um, going back to my old buddy Jeff Hartlieb. Um, I like to I like to pick on him a lot. God, he sucks. <laughs> but uh, he is just simply not a major league pitcher. He comes in today with an eight-one lead, and he just can't throw the ball over the plate. You're up by seven runs, and and it's the eighth inning. Just throw the ball over the plate, get three outs so that we don't have to use David Bednar in an eight to one game. Like what's this guy doing? He just goes out there. Can't, can't find a plate. He now has five walks in arena, two third innings this year. He's a 12. He's, he's walking over 12 batters per nine, 12 batters per nine. This is after last year, he walked over seven batters per nine. The dude just can't throw strikes. He really has no, he, there's no reason for him to be on in a major league bullpen. Imagine if this team was actually good and they had to waste Bednar because Jeff Hartley could not get a strike. He couldn't throw a strike. We would be losing our minds right now. So that's fine. That's my bad for the day. Everything was good today until until Jeff Harley came in, just had to ruin it. Also, ruin yeah, we would have been on this podcast 15 minutes earlier, and I'd be in bed 15 minutes earlier. Yeah. Tyler would be in bed by now. Yeah, easy. Him and Fred. Oh, he's Him sleeping now, I think. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. I mean, what can I say to that? Uh, I, I have a bad here. My bad is Mark Caboli. Because, <laughs> you know, the thing is, he's a football writer. He didn't stay in his lane. So as a football writer, like, why are you going to bring up anything that's outside of football relations, right? Like the Pirates, right? Who are bad. The same reason I bring up Steelers stuff. So you control, poke the bear, you know, had some fun. So when Marco Boli says out there that, you know, well, the Pirates are in this losing streak and during that time, you know, Brian Hayes is only batting, whatever it was at the time, the 240 or whatever, right? Because for one, you know, batting average is what truly matters. And there's an article today as well that mentioned batting average. But as Jim pointed out, like, okay, great. But in this apparent slump, Brian Hayes has a 98 weighted runs created plus. Because much like Hudson Head and Hunter Head, whoever you want to say, right? You can have a high weighted run credit plus. You can be better than average and still strike out a bunch and have a low weight uh, average based on what you do. 
So yes. So Cabrian Hayes even so in this last week of uh key bully Hayes, uh he's batted 120. I'm sorry, not 120. He has a 120 rate run created plus with his 250 average. And that doesn't count today. So today he went two for five, as mentioned. Uh, for the season, he has a 140 weighted run credit plus. So, yes, Mark Caboli, let's just keep like pointing out random facts that mean nothing about Cabrian Hayes because you look like you belong to stick to football and not baseball, obviously. So that's, fun, that's my bad. Fun fact about Mark Caboli. After he wrote an article one time about Demarcus Ayers, who the Steelers drafted, and said that talked about his blazing speed and blah blah blah, and he ran like a four three something forty at the combine, and then I comment said, "Eh, he ran a four seven one." He responded, "Sorry, my fat fingers got in the way. I miss <laughs> misspoke." I'm like, "No, no, you didn't. Like those are completely different things. Four three and four seven are completely different. No, you're just dumb." And you tweet out too a little bit later that if, if Hayes had enough at bats to qualify, um, he would be 15th in the league in, in way runs created plus. Right. So if I don't know what these people are doing, like I think they're, you know I mean, exactly. And, and here's the, the thing: thing. Like, I'm yeah, not here's the thing. Yeah, that's people true. are truly pissed yeah. at him, and I'm not. Yeah. I knew what it was. That's why initially when yeah, I tweeted right. at it, 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 it's in fun. It, what it is what it is. But I'm still going to poke the bear right back at him, too, because we know what you're doing. Yeah, well, I think he I think at first he almost doesn't like I think at first he actually didn't know what he's doing, (laughs) to be honest (laughs) with you. Uh, Like, I think I think they don't know what they're talking about. But then once they find out that they're being wrong, they just keep doubling down just to, you know, rile people up. So that could be fair. it, It is what it is. Um, I mean, if you if you are watching this team and you don't think Key Brian Hayes is playing great baseball, then I don't really know what to tell you at this point. Like you're just you're just wrong. Like I, I'm sorry. Like you are just flat out incorrect, and I don't know what I can tell you because you're stupid. <laughs> stupid Ed. All right. So there's there's <laughs> you my stupid bad. idiot. <laughs> Tyler, let's let's hear your ugly now. I don't want to do it because you guys already hashed it out on Starbucks, but I've got to do it because I didn't, I didn't get to say, I didn't get to have my say. Go ahead. It's Derek Shelton's stupid. You starting pitcher management. Like it's the reason they didn't sweep the damn Indians. And I tweeted about it and I texted you guys as well. There's different situations, and I know there's a lot on Twitter after the Anderson debacle where he gave up a three-run blast, uh, the guy that only walks and hits bombs, Randall. Randall. And, oh, you guys complain because they pulled Brubaker, but now he leaves a guy in, and you're going to complain about that. Baseball is not in a vacuum. It's a situation-by-situation basis. Brubaker was dealing. It's a this is a team that is bad. Everyone knows they're bad. That is a great spot to allow Brubaker to work through something. Hadn't been hit hard. It's a guy that really needs to find something that when he's in a spot, I gotta be able to go to this pitch. I know I'm gonna be able to get a ground ball or something like that. 
that's a good developmental spot. And he yanked him for a guy that shouldn't even be on any major league roster. Leaving Anderson in, I didn't hate. I mean, I won't lie. I won't bash him for it, but also looking back, probably not the greatest move because Anderson was starting to get barreled a good bit. But every single move he's made, he's not pushing the right buttons anymore. And I can't agree with Jim any more than when he said, I don't want this guy near a competitive team. Yeah, and I think we're we're kind of full in agreement there. Like we I mean, we talked about this at length on on Tuesday, and it was that's just, why I didn't want I didn't yeah. want to do it, but I had no, to. No, no, I mean no, I mean you 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 had to say your piece, but it's I mean I hundred percent agree with you. It's just he's been bad. Like he's he's just been flat out bad at his job. Like you can make wrong decisions and they work out, but mm-hmm. every wrong decision he makes doesn't work out. And even when he makes the good ones, they don't work out because it's a bad team which compounds everything. But he's not doing the right thing for the process either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go too deep because like <laughs> yeah. Jim said, we, we kind of hash it out here and I feel like I, I can, know I listened to it. We <laughs> could just hijack this and the rest of the show will be about picking apart Shelton. So it is it. Okay. We'll move on. Jim, what's your ugly? Ugly. Uh, Gregory Polanco. What? He, uh, he drew two walks today, but uh, for the month of June, he's now hitting 164. He's got a 209 on base percentage. He's slugging 279. 33 weighted runs created plus in June. I, I, don't, I know the options are like super limited, but like at what point do you just say, you know what? Thank you for your service. You're designated for assignments. There's just, we, we don't want to keep trotting you out here anymore. He's completely inept. <laughs> I mean, he's, I don't know what to say. Like, he's just terrible. And, and it's, it sucks to see because, like, <laughs> the dude had just had so much potential. And he just, this is who he is. He is, he's bad. He is a bad, bad major league baseball player. He's not even a major league baseball player at this point. Like he, he honestly should just be in the minors, like hit hit cleanup for some AAA team and just rake and be. Up I don't on, know if he do that minor leaguers, but because he's because he cannot play major league baseball anymore. Oh. It sucks because I think everyone likes the guy, but yeah, he he's never really been. He had one year where he was okay. We're just at a point where it's you're not taking a bats away from a guy that could be at the major league. Like if Swaggerty was ready and Polanco yeah. still getting at bats, then I'd probably be very mad. He's taking a bets away from Kai Tom right now, but it's and, and there's just yeah, no that's point. The, that's, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, he's not he's not stealing playing time from someone who's like beating down the door and deserves it, right? But like, at what point can I mean, at one? You just have to say at some point here, like, 
you aren't good enough to be on this team anymore. I'm sorry. Like you got to go. Yeah. I, I don't have an argument with that. And I think that's where I've been like for the people that are pounding on the door that he has to go. My rebuttal is for what, you know, like, like, so, so yeah. for who he's like, there's nothing here. There's no, he's not blocking anyone. But for the people that are like saying like he has to stay here, like if he were to get DFA tomorrow, I I would just again I'm completely different. I would say well, it's not as if he played himself on here. Like I get it, but at the same time I also get why he's still here because it's not like someone's like giving him a reason to be DFA. He's just uh, he's a lame duck right now. But I I can't argue yeah. your point, Jim, because it is true he has been bad. He has been bad, but like you also have people like Kevin Newman on this team and Kai, Kai Tom on this team, you know. So it's like it, he's not the problem. Clearly, like there's still other problems. There's many problems on this team. He's one of yeah. them. So, yeah, I hear you. It's just it's yeah. I mean, and and again, I don't know. I don't know who you play instead of them because there's it's not like anybody really deserves the playing time, <laughs> right? But that's that's where I'm at. Like it, it's a problem yeah. that you don't have a solution for. That's the way I word it. It's a problem that you don't have a solution for. So Yeah, he stinks. There's just nothing you can do. Yeah. I mean he sucks. Like he he's terrible. You just kinda gotta ride it out until the trade deadline and if you grab some fourth outfielder in the minors from some other team. By that that's time, time you would hope and assume that uh Oliver is healthy enough and you call him up and that's that's probably when you make that move but yeah you're at the point where you know he's not worth anything in a trade you're gonna have to give up something to get rid of him no 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 team is going to accept him onto their roster after this year he's not getting a rose i would bet (laughs) i would bet money that after this year he does not make another major league team i mean he's not getting a major league deal i mean he's he's gonna be a minor league Tiny invite to spring training type deal, and on it, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet. I don't know what it is about him. I don't know if he will take that in the future, just because of potential. And there's going to be a bad team like the Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, or whatever that has an injury. And like, well, let's just give him a shot. The I, dude has been a negative win player for three straight years. I know. He's bad. He's, I, I know. He's awful. He's awful. I don't think he, he no. I'm I, just I think saying, this is his last... if I were to bet money, I would put it on this that he it. would be in the major leagues at some point. What's I would that take money? that bet against you. I think this is his last year of major league baseball. I don't even think he. I don't know that he gets a minor league deal next year. I think he might just be done. Granted, I did to... enjoy him dancing around what game a couple games ago where. Whatever. Yeah. No, I mean he he had that big uh, that big home run, um, like like three three days ago against Cleveland. Yeah, the first game it was the first game against the White Sox where they kept showing yeah. him running around the dugout. Uh, that's right. That's right. Like he's a fun loving guy, and you gotta like no. him, but he's just bad. Yep. He's a he's bad, bad baseball player. He can't is, throw either. Is, Three years in a row where he's just been horrendous. I mean, he's literally graphic. Like, he, 
it's it's previous players. It's Kutch for the good, it's Pedro for the bad, and it's literally Gregory Polanco for our ugly. So, I mean, you know, I get it. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Well, I guess I'll move on to my ugly. Uh, my ugly is going... I was thinking about Shelton, but I was also thinking about mixing it with this. But since since Tyler had to take Shelton from us again, I'm going strictly straight with the bullpen. The bullpen is my ugly. And, and here's why I'm staying with the ugly. Uh, so the bullpen has... As we said, the bullpen isn't a great bullpen. Especially as a lot of people early in the season were like, oh my God, we have a great bullpen. Uh, it's 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 been an average bullpen. There's some nice pieces in it, right? But it's been an average bullpen, um, a strength to this bad team, maybe, but not good. But here's the thing: so baseball is cracking down on the sticky situation, right? Since then, we've seen a lot of players' RPMs drop. We've also seen. I mean, look, let's put it this way: like Rich Rod has been touched up a bit. Now, you figure he wasn't going to sustain this the type of success he's had, right? But, like, immediately, right, the threat of the suspension, and we're cracking down on this, Rich Rod has looked human. Like, other people have looked less than stellar. From the moment that it was announced that baseball was going to crack down, right, and you start seeing these drops, the Pirates' bullpen ranks 28 with a 5.75 ERA, which doesn't count tonight as Hartley walks in a guy by hit by pitch <laughs> for an earned run. Um, so they're 28th in baseball with a 5.75 ERA. Now, I know it's short sample size, but for what was a strength of this bad team, right, one of the better situations has really been one of the worst right now. And, again, I don't know if it's just short sample size. I don't know if it's just because Shelton's an idiot and doesn't know how to manage anything. Uh, or if it really is just the fact that, you know what, they were cheating. And they can't get away with it now. And they're not as good as what they were. So, yeah. That right now, right now, the bullpen is my ugly. I'm not saying it's going to sustain this also for the rest of the year. But at this point in time, it's been pretty damn ugly. And it's something that also, as I mentioned with Chad Cool, it's something to keep an eye out for this bullpen now. How they handle that. Yeah, I... I... I want to think it's more chalked up to small sample size. I mean, throughout the course of the year, they're pretty much league average, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're bull, the bullpen ranks 14th, I think, um, in, in baseball. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're an average bullpen. I think a lot of those numbers, maybe from the recent numbers, is skewed from like that Sam Howard game. Uh, you know, like there, there were a few. But at bad, the same time, Sam Howard. Games was a big proponent. I mean, you saw his numbers really tank. I mean, you're seeing that across the board, though. You it's are. not like just it's just the Pirates bullpen. It's the Pirates aren't the only pitchers who you're seeing dips on on spin rates. So you know, I don't think it's something where the Pirates bullpen is going to be affected more than any other bullpen. Like it should be pretty pretty similar all across the board. So I, I'm going to go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt there. They have been bad this last week or so. So they, they've been ugly. Um, so they're, they're deserving of the spot for sure. Um, but I, I'm, I'm willing to chalk that up to a small sample size. Yeah. You also throw in pulling your starting pitchers early. That kind of will screw your bullpen up a little bit. 
Right. For and sure. also, we're talking about a bullpen with a couple guys that who the hell are these guys? And when you lose Sam Howard, you lose him. Yeah, he had the bad, bad outing, but then we're stuck with Jeff Hartley. So now, what I found funny, and actually, let me look it up right now. Uh, who, so, a guy who has looked good, though, is Chris Stratton. Chris Stratton and he's a spin well rate guy. And Chris Stratton looked good the other night. And what I found funny was Chris Stratton's RPMs actually went up. They were up like 100 units last night, I believe. So that's interesting. <laughs> he probably figured out the they don't check me in the seventh inning, so or eighth <laughs> inning, whatever one he threw. Right, like he's at a ninety-seven percentile in fastball yeah, spin every, in ninety-eight. And every pitcher. I don't have to go out there and take my pants off. His stuff was down a little bit tonight, but not a lot. But yeah, if you look at his numbers, I mean, he's he's been a pretty good. Pretty good spin guy. That fastball's up there. So, can Tyler take it off the rails real quick? Yes. Sweet. Go for it. Am I the only one that's kind of annoyed by the not Max Scherzer? He had a right to be annoyed by the pitchers making a big deal out of getting checked. Get over it. It takes five seconds of your time. Sergio Romo, can you not drop your pants? Get over it. Well, Just put your arms too, out. Make sure you don't have anything on you. Go to the dugout. No, you're right. Don't it's, be an asshole. They um, And it's their fault, right? I mean, they're the ones who are cheating. So it's like, okay, so you're going to now pitch, pitch this hissy fit because – you were cheating and now we're just making sure that you're not anymore. Like, like they're, like they're half ass chesting you. Just, just do it. They're, they're checking the glove. They're checking the hat. They're checking the belt. And then they're letting you move on. It takes 10 seconds. Like you mentioned. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, so I get the pitchers were cheating and they brought on themselves and blah, blah, blah. I still think the whole thing was terrible. Uh, what Manfred has done and decision making on this was terrible. That's just my opinion. It is what it is. Uh, but regardless, like, mm. It's not the ump's fault. You don't have to show up the ump. I mean, they're doing what they have to do. You have to just go ahead and do it. It just is what it is at this point in time. You can still hate the situation, but like, don't make a thing out of it. Again, it, it's like the- not the umpire's fault. Now, the Scherzer situation, I totally love and good for him. Honestly, Scrooge I'm for him. that. I'm for that stuff happening. Like, <laughs> And that's I good love for that. baseball. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, how many people were talking about it? And like, how many people did it fire up? And I think one of the good things about this and is, you know, sports, you know, that you love, you love to like have a villain, right? Like you want to, you want to have a guy that you can hate. And, and that was a situation where it was like, screw you, Girardi, I hate you. Right. And that, that's, that's just, that's good for the game. It's good for the game for everybody to come together and hate somebody. Yeah. What like, the funny part like, is, if you were looking at that situation, like in a vacuum, you would probably think it would be Scherzer, the crazy. Like he just looks like a crazy. He looks like um. Oh god, now I lost his name. Uh, Gary Busey. Like I mean, he's like a younger version, like Gary Busey <laughs> yes, on the mound yes. there. You know, you would yes. think he would be the villain, but it's it's not. He's like the hero. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a good he, he was going to the 
hair a good bit, but either way, don't go to the side, go to the foul line and act like an asshole. Just let him check your glove real quick. Like I know there's been times like Angel Hernandez going out in the like tropical thunderstorm and checking a guy. Chill on that, but Sergio Romo and his dropping everything. Come on, man. And then I don't I think it was a Garrett Anderson that got impatient and started getting all pissy because they weren't checking him quick enough. Just get over it. The guy's warming up anyhow. Do you really need to get to the dugout that quick? I will say it's it like, probably sucks for those pitchers who like get taken out mid inning because they because they couldn't get sucks, the job yes. done. And you're like, man, you're like, you just want to go into the dugout and just like not talk to anybody. And you gotta fuck like Jeff you gotta Bally. sit there. Yeah, right. Yeah, you gotta sit there and and you know have umpires check you for five seconds. But that's probably frustrating because you're already yeah. in a pretty bad mood. But yeah, it is what it is. Like just it's going to be part of the game from now on. And people saying that it's like, it, it's not good for like pace of play. Like it's, it's done when there's no action. So like, this isn't slowing anything down. Like, it slows things down when Joe Girardi decides that right. he wants to be a right. dick. That's going to be the, that's the only time. But like the routine checks, the routine checks aren't slowing, slowing the pace at all. And that I agree with. If they check you before the inning, I don't think they should be able to check it during an inning. Yeah, right now they're only I think they're only checking after inning. I think yeah, I think you're right, but just check them before the inning. Who cares? So that we don't deal with managers being able to manipulate the game. Buckle Mike says he's the villain. He's a, he's embraced the role always of being the villain. No way. <laughs> Not you, Bucko Mike. Yeah, so there's our good, bad, and ugly. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? I mean, it's 1230. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up. I don't know what you guys are all worried about. Who's sleep? Burke. How about I was at uh, I was at the Indianapolis Indians game last night. Yes, um, tell us about that. Yeah, right, go I ahead. Know. I got to work at nine, so that's cool. I wanted to uh, Hunter Green. Hunter Green, the Reds' number one pitching prospect, was uh, making his debut for AAA Louisville. Is that the uh, guy that used facing, to hit? Yeah, he was kind of drafted as like a two-way player, but the Reds are just letting him pitch. Um, he threw one oh four in his last start, so I was like, I need to I need to check this dude out. Um, didn't hit one oh four. One oh one was the the highest I saw, but um he pretty much uh mowed down the indianapolis indians which shocking granted didn't really seem too hard to do <laughs> with the lineup that was there but uh he 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 made quick work of of most everyone um really nothing notable on the indianapolis side i mean no one really did anything well <laughs> there are a few misplays in the field but other than that that but, was about it but what about is that not like <laughs> huh so, but but what about Alfred? Anthony Alfred looked like crap. All these people banging the drum for Anthony Alfred. I don't know what you're thinking. Dude's still garbage. Doesn't it kind of suck though when you go to a minor league game to watch like Pirates prospects and look at them and be like, these guys stink? Yeah, no, I mean I usually I go to the games to see the Indians, right? I go to see Indianapolis. Yeah. And uh, today, I was, yeah, yesterday I was like, there's really no one here worth seeing. I mean, Cole Tucker was there. Will Craig was there. 
Jared Oliver was there, but like for the most part, no one really all that exciting. So I, yeah, I kind of just went. I wanted to. I wanted to see 104, and I was a little disappointed I didn't get to see 104. <laughs> Jim only saw 101. Only saw 101. Yeah. Yeah, I used to go to the Scrappers games where they would play the Jamestown Jammers. Mm-hmm. Back when Harold Ramirez, RIP, he's not dead, but he's on another team, and he killed the Pirates. And who? Ah, uh, Navoidis. What? What Neveroskis, that guy. Neveroskis. He pitched, and I was like, this guy sucks. And somehow he made it. <laughs> and and there was also Elvis Escobar, little midget that somehow right. just slapped singles. And I walked away from that thinking, these guys blow. Why is everyone so excited about why is Pirates Prospects talking about these guys? And here we are. I don't know. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, Harold Ramirez was a pretty decent prospect i feel like but he looked like jose yeah. tavita i mean jose tavita he is tearing up for the him back. West virginia power the guy does it all he wins that's who contests. replaces polanco if that were to happen tomorrow i would hold a parade i'm for it if that were to happen tomorrow i would take off work drive to st louis and go to the game i would somehow make sure i buy like first row tickets in the right field and I'd probably at some point jump the fence and give him a high five. If that happened tomorrow, I'll get a neck lips tattoo. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, man. I absolutely want to see that. The Pirates need to sign Tabata. Bring him back. Bring him home, baby. I mean, why not? What do you have to lose? Seriously. I mean, it's, it's who do you want to see play? Kai, Tom, and. <laughs> Anthony Alford, or you do you want to see Jose Tabata? Learned that you were not right. going to get anything out of them. So do right. it for the fans. Just, just bring back Tabata. Who cares? According to Colin Dunlap, he's a bad influence on the young dugout. Oh my God. Well, that makes me want him even more. If Colin Dunlap thinks he doesn't belong there, then he belongs there. What kind of bad influence would Jose Tabata give? Oh, he would take Marte. To oh, strip trust me, I remember that tweet like it's nothing. Oh yeah, I mean the it dude was mainly it was mainly Marte, right? Yep, was, and they didn't want him to be a bad influence on Polanco. He could teach everyone how to milk a cow faster than anybody. That's right. Winning a cow milking contest <laughs> in West Virginia is pretty impressive. I'm not gonna. I always was iffy on Tavita. He annoyed me. I watched a TikTok of him, just some kid swinging a bat across the street. And he walked over and like just start became his coach. And nice. I love the guy after that. I think I might have that sent was... it to someone. I I yeah, that was what like you guys two years maybe? ago, wasn't I think it? That was last yeah. year, yeah. Was it last year then, maybe? Yeah, it was during mm-hmm. quarantine, I think, actually. Okay. Yeah. And he had like blonde curls. What a guy. I want him back. He's like goat. he's probably like 39 by now. He is 30, in like real life. 32. He's 39. 32 years old. He's 39. As Tyler yeah. says, in real life. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how old the baby that his ex-wife stole was or is now. <laughs> that kid that kid's probably like 10 now. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's gotta be right. <laughs> 21. Oh, who God. had 10 who had old. the crazier who had the crazier wife? Jose Chris Benson, Chris still. Benson. Still Chris, Chris Benson. Benson. Absolutely Chris Benson. Hands yeah. down. 
No <laughs> argument. <laughs> John Jaso. I mean, she never she never abducted a child though, and like tried claiming it as her own. Yeah, yeah, but she also said that she would sleep with everyone on the team. She never tried to her. kill anybody. <laughs> like thrice. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> right. She was also we like forty something, wasn't she? We need some yeah. more pirates. What a guy! Drama, yeah, you ask how old is the baby? How old is she right now? She's got to be what fifty. Damn, Anna Benson. Not Anna. No. Tabata. Jose. Tabata. Tabata's wife. I, she I was know. old. She's she was in her forties. How? I mean, she went to like prison. Like she went to jail. Yeah, she was in her forties yeah, when she stole the baby. Not like trying to kill people. Like she wasn't on unsolved mysteries you know no. Or whatever. <laughs> no but like she might still be in jail i mean she legit like a, abducted a child like and then tried to say it was jose's child <laughs> god i love i love my life oh, man. all right that's what i, mean, I do it, 12, yeah, it's, 34 it's always good Thursday. to wrap this up on a I good talk note. about Jose Tabata talking about Anna ex-wife Benson. abducting someone. <laughs> right. Okay. We should okay. do like you know, like celebrity death match. Do like a celebrity death match of Jose Tabata's wife and and Anna Benson. And John Jaso's ex-wife, who I'm Facebook friends with. There we go. So she's hot. <laughs> I mean, also just, recently I, married I quote, sometime around July 19, 2012, Chris served Anna with divorce papers. She was arrested on July 8, 2013, after allegedly threatening Chris at his home with a gun and a metal baton while wearing a bulletproof vest. She was charged with assault and criminal trespassing. She pleaded guilty to aggravated assault and weapons charges on November 5, 2013, and was sentenced to 15 years probation. On August probation. 2016, Benson was arrested again after she illegally trespassed at a home in Mableton and stole mail in April that year. While in jail, she was scheduled to appear at a probation uh, hearing in Cobb Superior Court in Marietta, but did not show up. Um, Attorneys, the judge signed a consent decree allowing Benson to apply to mental health court. No. Yeah, I mean, it's Anna. Yeah. (laughs) It's Anna. She also said she would sleep with the entire Mets roster if she found out Chris cheated on her. I mean, we're, we're, this. I mean, th- this was the the light stuff. This was after. I mean, again, in '96, Anna Benson was charged with murder. Poor Chris. She wasn't really that pretty. No. I mean, she was charged with murder, and then flew away right. in a stolen vehicle. Hey, good for her. She made it on a couple of like Sports Illustrated magazines and stuff like that. I didn't know about she was being charged with murder. I didn't know that either, actually. Yeah. Good for her. In 96, she was charged with murder when 18-year-old Michael Evans was executed in her Tennessee apartment. Police found Benson's apartment covered in satanic anti-police graffiti, but Benson and her boyfriend already fled in a stolen vehicle. A national manhunt for the suspects was on was featured on America's Most Wanted. Witnesses said Warren told her then boyfriend to get rid of Evans. The murder charges were eventually dropped, prompting victim's father to state that she got away with murder. 
I don't know how she can live with herself knowing she conspired to kill my son. So how many drugs is this lady on? So, so again, like it's it's not even it's it's asking who's the better outfielder, Andrew McCutcheon or Anthony Alford. <laughs> In this situation, Anna Benson is Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <sighs> she wins. Yeah, she'll come up with a new one. All we'll, top we'll of this girl did was steal a baby. Week. Yeah, stealing a baby is pretty big too. But murder, executing somebody with satanic blood, <laughs> you know, signs everywhere. She That's was un America's most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and this it was this the has. first time. This is the first incident. We'll find right. a new one for you next week. For the eighth time, we're out of here. We'll catch you yeah. guys later. Bye-bye. Peace out, Scouts. Later, guys.